What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. And Matthew Souza. What's up? It's football time. And in the words of, uh, what, I think it's Stained, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Stained. Since we recorded. It's been a minute. Um, it's been uh, actually a, a lot months longer. And months and months. It's been yeah. a lot of minutes. The last episode we recorded of the Stella Shiller podcast was for Super Bowl 55, which took place in Tampa Bay between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mason. How could we forget? Souza, I have to ask you, boys, what happened in that Super Bowl? Let me tell you what happened, Glenn. Tom Brady proved that he, well, I mean, it was no, it wasn't really, it was beyond a shadow of a doubt before, but I mean, Hmm. Now no one can ever say anything because they can't say, well, do you only do it with the Patriots? I did it because you got the greatest coach of all time. Suck my fucking dick, bro. That's what Tom Brady said. Said, suck my dick. And he went out there and he won with Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, let's be honest, dude, is I think they are the most loser franchise in the league. They had, they had the worst winning percentage of any team uh, in the league. And uh, like in franchise not, history, yeah, like all, all every team they've had, they had the worst winning percentage. But there's also some um, teams who have never won a Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Tom Tom Brady did it with him, uh, with them. He did it with Bruce Arians, who uh, I think we can all agree is not as good a coach as Bill Belichick. Um, and I think yeah, he just went out there. He did the damn thing. He proved himself. Uh. Patrick Mahomes, better luck next year, kid. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, what Mason said. I mean, you talk about how, uh, you know, it, was it is it the coach, is it the quarterback with Pete, with Tom Brady? And, yeah, he had a really good team this year. He had a freaking fantastic team. But, I mean, that not any quarterback could just go in with a weapon-loaded team and just win a Super Bowl. And people have been saying it. Oh, is Tom Brady just bad, or does he not have weapons? Well, now we know what happens when he has weapons. He just dominates. So I think he's just like what Mason said. He is the goat. You can't. You can't just go into a, a new team for the first time in like what two decades? First time ever in his career, and he just won a Super Bowl. Boom, just like that. Like, come on. There's always a there's always a learning period, a learning curve with the new system and stuff. Like, get to know your players, your coaches. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. That's the long term. That talking about the Super Bowl itself. Um, Tom Brady balled and Mahomes couldn't score a touchdown. That's where it comes down to. The defense sucked for for uh, the Chiefs. Uh, There's a lot of uh, bad penalties. There was a lot of drop passes by the offense. It was just they were in shambles. And uh, I mean, if if Pat Mahomes could have kept up with with the Bucks, I mean. He's done it before with, with many teams. He can drop 30, 40 points, no problem, but it just didn't happen. Um, all right. Here's, here we go. Okay. Here, let's go. throw water on our comments here. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going <laughs> to add to it, okay? 
Okay. I give Tom Brady all the credit in the world. Uh, what he did last year, going to a new team after being with the one franchise for two decades, being the New England Patriots, then going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, like Mason says, was a loser franchise uh, with Jameis Winston before that. Um, he turned the mindset of the team around. There's no doubt about that. But I didn't ask you about the team. I asked you about the Super Bowl. What happened in the Super Bowl? And for me, as great as Tom Brady was, he played a good game. Wasn't a spectacular game. Wasn't one of his all-time greatest games. He played a game that he basically just played not to lose. The best performance on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was to the Tampa Bay defense as a whole. Holding the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to nine points, not allowing a touchdown against uh, self-proclaimed next big thing, Pat Mahomes, against Tyreek Hill, one of the best receivers in the league, against Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. From the start of the first quarter to the end of the fourth quarter, when zeros to zeros, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the better team on that night. Were they the better team overall? You play another game against them? I don't know. But from that day, on that Sunday, at that Super Bowl, Tampa Bay showed up and the Kansas City Chiefs didn't. Hearing a lot of excuses during that Super Bowl and over the offseason for Pat Mahomes. How do you guys feel about those excuses? Can you name a few? Um, Offensive line, not healthy, didn't have any help, guys dropping balls, this and that. Well, okay, that those excuses would lean towards Pat Mahomes specifically. But when you talk about the team as a whole, which is what it takes to win a Super Bowl, there's no excuse. I mean, the drop balls are their fault. The penalties are the Chiefs' fault. Yeah. Um, Pat Mahomes really – I mean, I'm watching highlights right now. He was struggling, like, in terms of having a, tons of pressure, scrambling so many times, running 20 yards back, whipping balls somehow – almost out of bounds, throwing across his body, yet still somewhat of a catchable ball. But it, they, he just didn't have any time. And like I said, people dropping balls. And, of course, the defense. Combine that with the fact that the Bucks just played 10 out of 10 all around. It's all just around. Hard, to, hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. All around. I mean, yeah, I, the defense did. I, offense struggled at first. They clicked in the second half. But um, sorry to cut you off, Mason. But I no, just want to touch on that real quick. This is going to be a make-or-break game for Patrick Mahomes and his legacy. Now, he's got a full career ahead of him. There's no denying that, okay? But when you compare greatest quarterbacks like we have before, it all comes down to, for some reason, like I said, and I'm not big on this argument, it's about Super Bowl victories and winning. And Tom Brady has made it hard for other quarterbacks who've played the game and the history of the NFL to even be compared to Tom Brady because of his success in New England, and now this additional Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Pat Mahomes was on that pace to challenge Tom Brady's legacy. And then you have a key moment, a key opportunity, and his, what, his third year as a starter last year? To go go head-to-head with Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And you scored nine points. Chance to dethrone 
the like king, that, like get that, him out of the way. In a, in a perfect, in a perfect, life. right, in a perfect world, that's a passing to, of the torch storyline. Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots. He leaves his legacy behind. You thought Tom Brady would be like how Joe Montana was after he left the Niners, how other quarterbacks were, and Tom Brady just said, "Fuck that." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the fairy tale story was there for Mahomes. Right, he needed this win. Will they face again? They might not. They might not, and he's never going to get that chance to beat Tom Brady again if that's the case. Right. Um, plus, it that's a big swing. Tom Brady getting one while Pat Mahomes not getting a Super Bowl win. That's think, a, think of it this way: Tom Brady has two talent. against Mahomes. Not not two Super Bowls, but let's not forget Tom Brady defeated Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a couple of years ago to go to the uh, Super Bowl in the AFC Championship. Oh right, right. I mean. You know, you give you can give Pat Mahomes all the regular since he won't, regular season wins he wants. When you compare Brady and Manning in the past, it was Tom who was always kicking the Colts' ass and going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it didn't happen till late in Manning's career where, you know, he finally finally got him uh, with the Broncos, and then that one time in two thousand six. Yeah. So, it's, like, what would you? So, if Mahomes in his career. Let's say Tom Brady retires now and Mahomes ends up with the same amount of rings. Would you be able to say, would there be a world where you would say Mahomes is better than Brady? Because, but he's never beat him. Obviously, this is early in his career. We don't know how good Mahomes would look in the future if this story plays out. But So if Patrick Mahomes ends up with the same amount of Super Bowls as Tom Brady? Yeah, but was never able to beat him. Yeah, I mean, just to show the importance of him needing to win that game. Oh, I think I think it's harder to win a Super Bowl now. Like I feel like if, so for the upcoming however so many years, with Patrick Mahomes being quarterback and say if Brady retires, I feel like it would be harder to win a Super Bowl in today's game and in the future than it would have been for the past twenty years. So if they match on Super Bowl titles, I'm guessing Pat Mahomes would also win multiple MVPs during that span as well. Yeah. And based on eye test, I mean, Pat Mahomes is doing things that we've never seen any quarterback do before. So if you match the accolades with Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion, because when it comes out, like I said, unfortunately, you base quarterbacks on winning the game. And I feel like it's an unfair argument because there's two sides of the ball. Tom Brady didn't hold the Kansas City Chiefs to nine points. You know? Or the Rams to three points. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's tough, but yeah, I, I'd say just based on eye test, Mahomes is uh, yeah, more skilled fair. quarterback. Mason, uh, back to your point, if you wanted to chime in on that before we move on. Oh yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, like with Patrick, when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes in that game, um, I don't think it was so much that he played terribly. It was so much that he played to the point where he needed a little bit of help. And his team definitely didn't give him that help. The whole team shot uh, Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you look at that game specifically and you put it – like, if, you, if, if you're ranking reasons, like, or putting up – cutting up slices of blame pie, I'm not giving the biggest piece to Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I put a... it more – I'm putting more on the defense. Their oh, defense yeah. played, like, absolute shit. Um. Uh, specifically that corner, I forget his name now. His, his name slipped in my mind. That one that uh, Brady kept picking on the whole game. Um, 
But he was yeah. picking on Tyron Matthew too a lot of the yeah. game as well. Yeah. Um, and then also like Sousa said, the drop passes. I, I I would put that personally over over Mahomes' play. And you know, I mean, look, I don't I don't think like you can use his toe as an excuse because like Sousa said, he still was running around and making very good passes. They were just dropped. I think you can put a little bit on the offensive line. The offensive line looked like shit. He didn't really have a lot of time. But I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's it's not so much. Um, I don't I don't really put the game so much on Mahomes' shoulders, as uh, you know, as a lot of people I think did uh when the game you know had just ended. But it was it was more of a team collapse in my opinion than specifically on Patrick Mahomes. And that's not to say that he played his best. You know what I mean? I agree. Yes. Mahomes um, did everything he could. Yeah, Kansas City's defense just absolutely did not come to play. Multiple stupid penalties that could have ended drives, actually extended drives with Tampa Bay, yeah. leading the touchdowns. And when you do that against Tom Brady, you're not going to win. Yeah. And you do When you do it on the Super Bowl, you're not going to win. Um, so, yeah, Super Bowl is in the books. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations to Tom Brady oh. on his – Seventh Super Bowl victory. Crazy. But but now we're on to 2021. That's right, baby. It's not about the Chiefs and Bucks anymore. Okay. It's about all 32 teams. It's about the fantasy football season. Because this is a fantasy football podcast, in case you're listening for the first time. <sighs> Are you guys ready for fantasy this year? I am. I am. I'm excited. See, it's taking it's taking me a little bit. A lot of things have happened this year. Plus, last year, I mean, football still happened with COVID. Now things are going back to normal. Now we have an extended season with an extra yeah. game. Training camps are happening. Preseason games are happening. Hall of Fame game. Hard Knocks is happening, by the way. Um, if you have HBO or HBO Max, you can watch America's team the Dallas Cowboys on Hard Knocks this season. Now, I've watched Hard Knocks in the past. Uh, great program. Gives you like an in-depth look at how training camps work, storylines among a certain team's training camp, rookies trying to make the team, stars trying to adjust to training camp, get ready for the season. And the fact – usually it features – I might be setting myself up <laughs> for this one. Uh-oh. I was going to say, usually it features a bunch of shit-ass teams. <laughs> but now the Cowboys are on it. So, I don't know if yeah. it's continuing that trend or um, they're trying to turn a new leaf. But Dallas Cowboys, 2021 hard knocks. And this was actually a proposed idea for us. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if you guys have HBO Max or not, but I specifically got HBO Max just so I could watch hard knocks and see the Cowboys. Um, but as the first episode premieres August 10th uh, in a few days, um, we were proposed to do a segment on Hard Knocks, just kind of like reviewing the show, what we thought was funny, any takeaways, and what to look forward to through the season, uh, especially with myself being a Cowboys fan and uh, one of the three hosts on the show. So I don't know if that's something you guys want to do. I know, Susie, you said, I don't have HBO. Yeah, I don't have HBO. I also don't. I'm Asians, I need it. So it looks like it's just going to be me watching Hard Knocks and relaying <laughs> it back to you guys. I am poor. Uh, I'm sure you could borrow someone. You could probably borrow them. I could even give you my account. Actually, someone I know yeah, might actually find an it. illegal stream out there. 
Oh, you can definitely find it. I mean, not that we encourage that. No, of course, no, no, no. Of course not. You know, if you want to sail the seven seas, do it on your own time. Right, right, right. Like I said, I'm already giving uh, HBO a free app. Right there. And then you're going to spoil their content. Right. Well, I mean, if you watch it, I'm gonna, it's not going to be talking the show airs. They make enough money. Right. <laughs> um, but for today's episode, like I said, it's the first preseason episode we're going to do. As we roll into the regular season um, and we release an episode, we'll try to go weekly as we can. Obviously, time constrictions are going to be funky, but we'll always let you guys know when an episode is going to air. Um, we're going to preview today. We're going to preview all 32 teams briefly and short um, on fantasy expectations, give our division winners, and uh, what we can expect for the 2021 season as um, – the preseason continues. Mason's camera just turned on yes. and figured it out. Let's go. As, as the preseason continues, um, we'll go position by position and do our rankings like we usually do every year uh, until we get to week one. And Let's start off because we got we got a big slate ahead of us. Susa, who are we starting with? We're starting with the AFC East, of right. course. Why? Why? Of course. Because AFC is ahead of NFC. In uh, um, alphabetical order. Oh. And then the East has the Patriots in it. And oh. we're from New England. So oh. we got to talk about, we got to talk about the AFC East. Mason's camera went out again. Yeah, it did. Um, so we start what with the team Patriots? do we start with? Let's, oh, yeah, let's just start with the Patriots because that'll Patriots. be another uh, mouthful there. Of what we think about them, Mason. Yada. Yes. You want, to, you want to take the lead on this? On the Patriots, yeah, sure. Right. Um. So okay. So there's been a lot of movement on the Patriots in in the uh, in the off season. They had a lot of notable acquisitions. Obviously, um, the most notable probably being that they drafted Mac Jones, uh, to be their new quarterback of the future. Um, Not this season. Not this season, uh, according to Belichick, but, you know, he's going to be there, right? Okay, so we'll see where that goes. But, obviously, um, they they also added uh, John M. Smith, a tight end formerly of the Tennessee, uh, the Tennessee Titans, and they also added Hunter Henry, former t- uh, tight end of the, I almost said San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles oh. Chargers. I almost said it. I know, dollar in the jar. Uh, and then, as far as wide receiver goes, they added both Kendrick Bourne from San Francisco and Nelson Aguilar, who had a breakout year last year with the previously known as Oakland Raiders, but now known as Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. They also got back a few notable uh, pieces on defense would opt out opted out last year due to COVID. So we'll see. I think they're definitely going to be better this year than they were last year. Uh, at least the team is, I think if they get serviceable quarterback play, which a lot of times they didn't last year, if they get just serviceable quarterback play, I think they could potentially be a playoff team. Um, but once again, it depends on how it looks because right now in camp, it seems like Cam Newton is the guy. Uh, I 
respectfully disagree with that decision. But, you know, I feel like Belichick's not going to hesitate to potentially pull the trigger on Mac Jones if Cam Newton is slacking off in uh, in these games early on. So we'll see where it goes. But it's definitely going to be a more interesting year this year, I think, than it was last year for, for the Patriots. Yeah. I They are objectively better. I mean, all things being equal from last year, they're getting – defensive key defensive players back and they upgraded their offense a little bit i mean nelson aguilar and kendrick Bourne aren't all-star players by any stretch of the imagination but they're still more than what they had so if you just take last year bring it over to next year which means cam newton's play with those better players then maybe they would have beaten the seahawks you know maybe they would have won a couple more games um so maybe they could get 10 wins with the extra game so they really could very well be a playoff team uh, will they get far Meh, probably not but um it really just depends on the quarterback play like mason said i'm gonna make it short and sweet and then we'll pick our fantasy mvps for the patriots and x factors in bill we trust that's all i'm gonna say bill has a plan and if cam newton's gonna be the quarterback that's the plan Love, yeah. and love and trust in Cam Newton. Love and trust in Bill Belichick. My fantasy X factor for the New England Patriots is going to be just, in fact, that Cam Newton. I'm not saying he's going to be 2015 MVP Cam Newton, but I'm definitely saying he's not going to be 2020 Cam Newton. 2021 Cam Newton has potential. I'm saying this, potential to finish as a top 10 fantasy, fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah. If all the things go right, like I said, not MVP Cam, but if he just, based on like his his floor alone with rushing and getting rushing touchdowns, already puts him a step ahead of most quarterbacks. You add weapons at Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Kevin Bourne, you still got James White out of the backfield, Damian Harris. Yeah, I mean, Cam has, he had some shit games last year. We're talking fantasy-wise. Three points, five points, five points, but he was still quarterback 16. If you just string together or like, you know, tighten up those bad games, he could easily get up there. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Oh, cool. All right, cool. Um, (laughs) Sorry, we just got extended time in our our little conference call here. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, Cam Newton, my fantasy X Factor. My fantasy MVP for the New England Patriots is going to be Damian Harris. I fucking love Damian Harris. And I think he is going to be number one back on this team. I think they finally move away from the running back by committee. In the past, it was Rex Burkhead, James White, this and that. Damian Harris is going to get goal line carries. Damian Harris, is he might be a guy to get, if wishful thinking, at least 15 to 20 carries a game. If, if this Cam Newton offense can run correctly and they play the game that they want to play. I love Damian Harris. Uh, Glenn, I think I'll just go next because uh, I think you looked at my notes before we started doing this because I you, we have the same thing. Uh, Cam Newton is my X factor. Uh, like Glenn said, I think we're going to see in one of two ways, by the way, because he's going to be the X factor even if he's bad because that means Mac Jones is coming in. Uh, and then we'll see what happens there with him, obviously. And as far as Damian Harris goes, I had him on my team last year, 
And he was actually, you know, I don't think he made a lot of noise uh, because he finally started getting, um, I think he was injured at the beginning of the season, if I remember correctly. And he came yeah. in around, he was on like the PUP He played list. week four for the first yeah. time. Yeah, so he was he was in in week four. Um, so I think him having a full season under his belt now, uh, I, I Rex Burkhead's gone. Um, I to me it seems like they're trending away a little bit from Sony Michelle, which I don't understand why he's even on the team still. Personally, I would have cut his ass. But uh, Damian Harris last year, he would get a lot of rushing yards. It's just he wouldn't find the end zone because a lot of times uh, yeah. Newton would vulture them from him, or you know, a lot of times their offense would just get stymied once they got inside, you know, like the the ten yard line. So um, I think that, you know, he can, I think he has RB2 upside, in my opinion. Uh, and I think you can get him late. So I'll be looking for him personally uh, if the opportunity is there. But, yeah. I agree. I'm looking at his, his uh, statistics. He only played um, 50% or more of the snaps like uh three games he only played 10 games he missed the end of the season too but he had three games of over 100 yards with like little snap percentage he only found the end zone twice to your point uh, that's why he wasn't really uh um noticeable i guess but he did he looked really good elusive not just straight up and down like uh Legarrette blunt and sony michelle on the patriots past um like he actually looks elusive he gets yards and, uh, you know, if the Patriots recognize that, they will use him more. And I think you're right. He has, He's very talented, and he will be uh, a solid RB, too, if he gets the work, for sure. Um, I agree with you guys. He's the MVP. Newton's the X factor. Everything will, will fall on him. Um, they do have Hunter Henry and John o. Smith. Those are notable tight ends. But, um, I mean, Cam Newton hasn't necessarily been – well, I guess he had Greg Olson, but we just have no idea how these guys are going to work in this offense. Will Jonu just be restricted to blocking? We don't know. Hunter Henry, will he be healthy? Will he be used as a Gronk type of role? I don't know. I don't know. But those are definitely guys to, to look out for, Hunter Henry and Jonu, because they are talented. But we just have no idea what it's going to look like on this team. Move on. Buffalo Bills. We're one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Now, Josh Allen coming off a fat contract. Well-deserved. I believe he is an elite company of the quarterbacks of the NFL today. Are we going <laughs> to see the Bills in the Super Bowl this year? Actually, guys, like I'm being serious. Like I know, I know we've said it before on this podcast, or at least you guys have, and I've laughed and scoffed. I called it last year. Yeah, and you were wrong. So this year... Are we going to see it? Are we going to see the Bills in the Super Bowl? I don't know. They haven't – they got to go through the Chiefs, and they haven't proved to me that that they're able to keep up with them. Because he – there's still that lingering diaper with Josh Allen. And uh, so far, it's shown up in the in the playoffs. So, it's tough. But he def they definitely have the chance. They have the defense. Allen can get it done, but uh, the Chiefs have been a problem. Um, we know where we're getting with the Bills. 
I, they didn't add too many players, I think, this year from their 2020 team. They did lose John Brown, but they added Emmanuel Sanders. Right. So. Correct. I don't, I don't think we'll see much. I think Emmanuel Sanders probably for the same role as John Brown did. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be highly digs again. Uh, Stephon Diggs broke out. Well, I, I, I can't even say broke out because he was good on the Vikings, but he hit a new level oh, on yeah. the Buffalo Bills last year as a top wide receiver in the league. And Josh Allen's still under center. Everybody stays healthy. I don't see why not. That Stephon Diggs can't be that guy again. Um, Stephon Diggs is my fantasy MVP for the Buffalo Bills. My X factor for the Buffalo Bills I'm going to try to split this in half here. It's kind of cheating, but I was going to go between the backfield of Zach Moss and Devitt Singletary. I'm not going to say which one, but one of those two uh, oh will find a way to be very fantasy relevant this year. And we I just don't know. I will not pick two of them. I will go with Zach Moss as my okay. X factor. I right. think – I heard some whispers in the bushes that Zach Moss seems to be the guy in, in camp who might be, uh, you know, where, looking better than most. Where are these bushes? I can't tell you. Otherwise, everyone would find it. Right, right. Um, I agree with Stefan Diggs as the MVP. He's nasty. He always has been. I want to say, didn't he have, like, injury problems in the past? But, like you said, he leveled up. He was a, you know, top 20 type of guy before. And now he's top five. And like you said, nothing's changed. He is the guy there, MVP. But yeah, X Factor, I'm going to go with Zach Moss. Um, I mean, I'm going my MVP has to be Josh Allen. Uh, I just think he's so good um, in both, in both you know, throwing the ball and running the ball. And I think we'll probably talk about this at some point, but dual threat quarterbacks now, I feel like more than ever are, you know, the top five now. Cheat whereas code, like, sure. yeah. Whereas like a few years ago, it was, you know, your Tom Brady's, your even Aaron Rodgers can move a little, could have, could move a little bit, but not to the point that these guys do. You know what I mean? Like these guys, and I mean, Allen, uh, Kyler, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, like just the dual threat is, is incredible, uh, from a fantasy production perspective. Um, so I think if you have Josh Allen on your team, he's one of these guys kind of like, I feel like he's a little, like just under Patrick Mahomes where you can look at him and even last year, especially you could look at him and you say, that's a guy I know. Every week, I'm at least getting 20 to 25 out of that guy at minimum. You know, there's never a question there. So that's why he's my my fantasy MVP. You have him on your team. He's going to put up some big points for you. And then um, my X Factor, yeah, I think it's the backfield. Uh, like like you guys said, um, like if, if they have one of those guys emerge, whether it's I, – I believe more in Zach Moss personally – then, then Singletary, I think, you know, Singletary's had a little bit more time in the league under his belt, and he hasn't really hit a strive, uh, stride, per se. So I would give it more to Zach Moss. I like what we saw from him last year in, in uh, what we, you know, the time that we saw Buffalo Bills games. 
I think if he can break out and they have a reliable run threat, look out, man, because then that that team is stacked on offense. They're going to be real good. I like it. Yep. Miami Dolphins are also a team who almost reached playoffs last year. Um, just fell short. They look to obtain a playoff spot this year. With Tua Tagovailoa under center. The Miami Dolphins um, obtained Wolf Fuller at wide receiver this year. Um, Malcolm Brown, running back. Okay. Other it's than a, that, it looks the same on offense. Yeah. I'm, you'd like to see Devontae Parker kind of get where he was with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, with Tua, time will tell. I think Tua likes his tight ends the most, so I'm still a big Gusecki guy. Um, another year with chemistry building between them two. I'd like to see Gusecki be a top five tight end. It's tough, though. Fantasy MVP, the Miami Dolphins. Hey, don't forget, they did add Will Fuller. I don't know if you said that. They did. But, but I'm going with Kaseki, man. I feel like the, out of everybody on the Miami Dolphins offense. Oh, oh, I, we're all. I, I'm also forgetting about uh, Miles Gaskin. But yeah. I feel like out of everybody on the uh, Miami Dolphins offense, the person who will have the most benefits this year will be Kaseki. I'm I like Mike Kaseki again, and I wish I could have him this year. Uh, I enjoyed him last year, but I think this is the year to get Mike Kaseki. Fancy MVP for him. X Factor is going to be Tua. If Tua can ball, stock goes up for Will Fuller. Stock goes up for Devontae Parker. Stock will rise again for Miles Gaskin because it just opens things up for him. And we'll see what happens. But it's all going to land on the shoulders of Tua as far as how far this team goes. Because the defense is there. I know Xavier Howard kind of wants out of Miami. So they lose a big corner if if he does get traded. Um, But the defense will still be there. They lost Kyle Vannoy, but whatever. He wasn't that big of a player last year for them either. They'll still be all right. They'll still be competitive. They'll still be a winning team over 500. Borderline playoff team, though, in my opinion. Like I said, they'll go only as far as Tua goes. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin as MVP. Um, he missed a lot of games last year. And I think that plays into us kind of – not having the greatest memory of him, of how good he can be. In a 14-team league, or anyone in the top 28 um, would be a, a, a one or a two because, you know, four, uh, 14 teams, top 14 is a one, second 14 is a two. So, um, And Gaskins was 27 in standard, 28 in PPR, with only 10 games played. So he actually had some good games when he played double digits most uh, almost every time except for one or two games. Um, so I think you can actually rely on him as a solid RB2, and maybe, hell, you can even draft him as a flex depending on how your draft goes. So that could be a, a very important piece of your, of your team. My X factor is going to be Will Fuller because we know what he can do. He can be a very, very uh, important asset to an offense, and if Will Fuller is able to connect with – with Tua and get this offense down the field more. That means they score more. 
more uh, touchdowns for Miles Gaskins possibly. Um, it, it helps the defense not play the run as much. So it, it just adds to the offense as a whole if Will Fuller can really uh, get going on this team and stay healthy. But obviously he only stayed healthy because of PED. So we'll see if uh, that continues. We'll see if that, <laughs> he goes back to being injured. Um, I have to agree with Glenn personally. Uh, for my X factor, I have Tua. Um, you know, I think last year it kind of shocked a lot of people when uh, Brian Flores went to Tua when Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing so well. Um, and the results were a little bit spotty. Like, let's be honest, Tua had a few good games, and I think he had more than a few clunkers. You know what I'm saying? So, We'll see, though, if that was like, you know, little rookie growing pains or if he's really not cut out for being an NFL quarterback this year. So they do have Jacoby Brissett, by the way. They signed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's more than capable of being a good uh, of being a good backup in the league, as he showed in Indianapolis. Um. And for my for my MVP, I'm I'm going with Gusecki as well because I feel like, you know, you have you have a young quarterback. I don't think Tua really slings the ball, so to speak. You know, so I feel like that's a good Gusecki is a very very good uh, you know fail safe to kind of have to fall back on. You know, as like short passes, uh, I look you know. To, to give him the ball. I mean, it, it's it's something good for Tua to fall back on. He's a good safety belt, uh, at the very least, if he's not pushing the ball down the field. So I like Kaseki as well. Last but not least, the New York Jets rounding up the AFC East. But not least? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, no spoilers here, but they had the number three pick in the draft, number two pick. They had two, I believe. And they drafted Zach Wilson, correct? Correct. Yes. QB, do, baby. Do we believe in Zach Wilson? Uh, I don't. Quarterback from BYU. I just don't expect any rookie quarterback to step onto the Jets and make an impact. I just don't. Sam Donald is highly touted. Nothing. Zach Wilson, I don't even know if he's highly touted. And even if he is, I don't believe it year one. I just – I cannot see it happen. They got Corey Davis. That's interesting. Keelan like, Cole, I guess. That's it, though. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of, um, I think, growing pains for the Jets and Zach Wilson. The Jets just – they turned me off, man. Like yeah, if just I, thinking about their uniforms, like that, even that by itself turns me off. So if I had, if I was rocking like a stiffy, right, oh and then somebody, God. and then somebody just showed me a picture of the New York Jets logo, that thing would just fucking roll. Mm. <laughs> I know. You think that'll ever change someday, guys, right? Guys, like Kevin Coleman. Like if you're, if you're, if you're having yeah. sex, right, and okay. and you like, you're trying not to, you know finish because it's only been 30 seconds just think of it just think of the new york jets and that'll just that may, honestly maybe not maybe think of the new york giants because if you think of the new york jets you just won't want to do it anymore you're uh, completely soft 
That's how I feel about the New York Jets. My fantasy MVP. <laughs> that's funny. Do they even have one? Do I have one? Is there anybody on the Jets that's worth owning in fantasy? They got Christopher Herndon. Who? Herndon. Oh, Herndon. Yeah, hey. he's back. Oh, he wasn't he back last year? And the year before that when Mason traded for him? <laughs> no, he was hurt the year I traded for him. Oh. He, uh, yeah. He actually I I, played I in... Um, I'm not going to do it, okay? I'm not going to give you a fantasy MVP for the New York Jets because I don't think there will be one. I don't think there will be anybody on this team that will be worth entering in your starting lineup on your fantasy football team unless it's a deep 20-man league. I don't see it. Yeah, Herndon actually played 16 games, and he had uh, one, two, three, four, five games where he played like 60% or more of the snaps, zero points, no targets, <laughs> no nothing. He just He's just out there. So, yeah, um, don't get him. The, the most interesting part of the Jets is the running game. They got Tevin Coleman. They drafted uh, Michael Carter, who could be something. We just don't know who's going to take the job. They have Ty Johnson, too, or Michael P. Ryan. I feel like it's just going to be a smorgasbord of the hot hand. They got Tevin jo- Coleman. Oh, no, never mind. Tevin Coleman probably is the most experienced, but he's also old and injury prone. So I hear Michael Carter is kind of the, the sleeper to get on this team, the running back, rookie running back. He'll be my Other X Factor. That, though, He'll be my X Factor, Michael Carter. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, no fancy MVP for me. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. For teams that I don't think, you know, deserve a fantasy MVP, I'm just not going to get one. How's that sound? Yeah. yeah I mean, might, that, that's fair. Right. Yeah. Fuck the Jets. So here's my thing, right? Gun, gun to my head, if I had to pick a fantasy MVP, I guess, I guess I would go Corey Davis. If I had to pick. But even then, I mean, God only knows what the hell is going to happen with this team. Right. I mean, the, yeah. the X factor is is uh, Zach Wilson because if he looks good, then the Jets might be okay. They're not going to be a, a playoff team, but they're, they're not, they won't be as bad as they were last year. If he's good, there will be someone who's fantasy relevant at the very least. Yeah, somebody. And when we say good, do we mean like like how Justin Herbert was last year? No, 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 no. no I'm saying like serviceable, like like, like, uh... like they're not going three and out every freaking drive. Yeah, not going three and out every drive, you know, maybe 200 yards. Let me put it this way. Zach Wilson, if you need to start him, he could give you a good week. You need to start Zach Wilson. You need no, I'm saying like on buys football. because of buys, because of buys. Injuries, buys, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, not drafting a jet. Unless it's like my last pick and, I, and Michael Carter is still there. Or you don't want to get burned by Lev Bell again? <laughs> nope. Um, no Jamison Crowder can be serviceable sometimes. Uh, so if you have like two flexes in a deep league like us, maybe. You got two flexes, your entire team is hurt, and you need to start somebody. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Even then it's maybe. All right. As we round up the AFC East, who's winning the division this year? Bills. Bills. And by Bills, I mean Bills Belichick. No, I'm kidding. Bills. Um, 
I'm picking the Bills as division winners. Uh, Patriots, we're going to be a wild card team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Throwing that in there. Uh, Let's move on to the AFC North. Okay. How many are we doing? Uh, All of them. All of them. (laughs) All of them? We don't have time for all of them. 32 teams? you kidding me? Yeah, why not? Be quick. Go through quick. Oh, man. I thought we were doing one. No. Not eight. How about all right? Fine, let's just do the AFC. Yeah, all right. okay. that's cool. Do the AFC yeah. and then save the NFC for uh, next week's uh, AFC North. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the Steelers. They made the playoffs last year, only to get absolutely embarrassed by the division rival, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I forgot about that. That was awesome. I, I don't know. Didn't they start undefeated last year, like 8-0 or something? The Steelers? Yeah. Yeah. Was that, yeah. Was that this year? But then the wheels fell off. Because they were like the like, fakest undefeated team we've yeah. ever seen. It was like the Patriots the year before when the Patriots were like not, like 7-0, but they, and their defense was playing out of its fucking mind, and then they were, everyone realized, wait, they haven't played a team with a winning record yet. It's just another year with Big Ben. He's getting older. Wide receivers are still He's performing. 39 years old. Yeah, man. Damn. Wide He's receivers. Tom Brady. Uh, no. Wide receivers uh, performed last year for the Steelers. You got the emergence of Chase Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson. Juju still had some serviceable games, but he's not what you wanted him to be in fantasy for where you drafted him. Um what stunk last year for the Steelers that was the biggest difference from all their previous seasons was the running game. As you know, Mason. Oh, don't get me started, bro. But, don't get me started. But this year they drafted, how do you pronounce it? Najee? Najee? Najee. Najee. Najee Harris. Najee? Najee? Najee, Har- Na- Najee Harris? Najee Harris? I don't know. I, either or. I'm going to say Najee. It's like Tyrod or Tarod or whatever. What was that? I like Tyrod. It's Tyrod. <laughs> Everyone would be go. Here it is. Here's Tyrod. Mason no was in the doctor's office when he gave birth. He was born. Yeah, it was. I'm old enough. <laughs> there you are. Uh, Najee Harris. As they're running back this year, James Conner's out of town. See ya. Yeah, Good see riddance. ya. Fucking dumbass. Najee Harris <laughs> is going to be my X factor for the Pittsburgh Steelers in fantasy football this year. Um, I just I like the formula that the Steelers do. Something in the water. It's like when Houston Astros pitchers, like when when people get traded to Houston, they just perform. It's like when running backs go to the Steelers, they just perform. I, I don't. I don't know why. I just have a feeling about Najee Harris this year. Because like I said, James Conner last year was nothing special. So if the trend continues, Najee Harris could do that same thing. But I believe. I believe we're going back to Lev Bell days. Uh, maybe not as good as Lev Bell was, but definitely fantasy relevant. My MVP... Oof. It's a tough one. 
I'm going to go Steelers defense. That's my fancy MVP. Interesting. Again, just a feeling. I can't really back it up because if I went with a wide receiver like Claypool, I, like somebody else would just it would be like Juju or Tom Johnson, Dante Johnson. So I don't, I don't I don't feel comfortable picking a wide receiver one of those guys as the fantasy MVP. However, Pittsburgh's defense, if you play in a league that has a full team defense, um, I think will be very good for you this year. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with. Um... Najee as my MVP because I just I'm so confident that he will step into that nasty Steelers running back role that we've seen not just Bell but D'Angelo Williams is able to get it done um some other guy I, I actually forget his name but he's just a backup and they're able to get it done they just have a good run game somehow you thinking, are you thinking of James Conner that first year he filled in for Bell no well James Conner's another example I'm talking like another dude freaking I don't even know I don't Rashad Even if I said his name, you wouldn't know. What? <laughs> no. Mendenhall. Um, but, no, I think Harris, he is the guy there. He's going to be great. No problem drafting him early. Um, my X factor is going to be Deontay Johnson because he is good, but he mm-hmm. always had an injury mid-game or he just missed a game altogether. There was always something wrong. So he is risky. You would probably draft him somewhat high, like within the first four rounds. And – he could bust based on injury, but if he hits, if he's healthy, he will be that guy for your team that that's going to be a, uh, ends up being a very good value and will just be nasty for you, especially if you get like a couple good running backs to start and then have Deontay as like your wide receiver one or two. He could be very, very good for your team. All right. So I am going to put Deontay Johnson as my MVP. Uh, I think that of all the wide receivers, I feel like he can be the most consistent. He's very well-rounded, I feel, yeah. uh, in comparison to Claypool. And I, I guess Juju is relatively well-rounded as well. But I don't know. I just – I like Deontay Johnson better, uh, personally, as wide receiver. Um, and I think that he can put up big numbers. However, this all leads to my X factor because at the end of the day – Deontay Johnson can't be a fantasy MVP if my X factor, Big Ben, isn't throwing him the ball. Mm. So I I think it's going to be interesting to see what they get out of Big Ben this year. I thought for sure that he was going to retire after last year. Uh, Obviously, that's not the case. He still thinks he has something left in the tank. I would respectfully disagree with that. But maybe he just needs money. Yeah, maybe he does. Uh, but yeah, so seasons in the league. I think honestly, all the wide receivers on on the Steelers could potentially be obviously it's a lot of mouths to feed, but they could they all have the talent to be good. You know what I mean? I think they all have at, at least wide receiver two upside, uh, like at least flex. You know what I mean? Um, I just but you don't know what you're going to get out of bet. That's, that's the problem. Uh, and if you, if he plays relatively decent, I think that their wide receiver core could, could eat pretty good. All right. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Last year, they had their number one pick, Joe Burrow. He was, he was slinging it for a little bit. He impressed. And then, unfortunately, the lack of protection, offensive line, he ended up um, tearing his ACL. Rip. Yeah, literally, rip. But now he's back, right? Uh, not necessarily. He is a no-go for the preseason opener. Yeah, I think he's going to – I don't know if he's going to start week one. I'd say he does. I'm making this decision right now. Call Joe Burrow. <laughs> Tell him. Hey, Joe, he's, you're in there, bro. You're he's in starting there. week one. Um, no more AJ Green in Cincinnati. See ya. Which is crazy to say, but he's not there anymore. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Auden Tate, Auden Tate. Um, no more Geo, but they still got Joe Mixon. Oh boy, hmm. are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it, man. I'm off the Joe Mixon. You get four strikes, you're out. Yeah, I'm done. He's he only played fan- six games last year. He's not my fancy MVP. He's not my X Factor. My MVP is going to be Joe Burrow. If he's healthy, he plays uh, a good portion of the season, even if he's ready for week one or not. But if he plays, you know, week two and on, he's going to put up some fantasy points. I believe in him. I believe in the weapons that he has around him, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, even his usage of tight ends is pretty good. He looked good. Like, he looked like an NFL quarterback last year when he played the game. Um, and he had some pretty good fantasy weeks, too, in the games that he did play. He's going to be my MVP. My X Factor is going to be T. Higgins if he can repeat what he did in 2020. He can help out a lot of fantasy teams. I'm going to flip that around and say T. Higgins is my MVP and Joe Burrow is my X Factor. Um, T. Higgins, rookie last year. Only has one year of experience in the NFL. And he was a top 28 guy. And he showed some some good, obviously, performances to be top 28. And he's only going to have that much more experience, I think, with uh, him and Joe Burrow possibly developing more chemistry I think he's going to be the de facto one. Tyler Boyd will be a, a safe two, maybe like a flex type of guy for you. But I think T. Higgins can be like a weekly starter as your wide receiver two, no problem. I think he's going to think he's going to do very well. And Joe Burrow would be my X factor. But yeah, Joe Mixon, I agree. I'm off the train. I feel like the past couple of years he's been my X factor. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top ten back. Like I know he can do it. But I'm done trying to figure out when. I'm sorry, Joe Mixon. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say don't don't apologize. Um, I got for my X factor. I have Joe Burrow because. So Joe Burrow, yeah, he did tear his ACL, but I think he also. I remember reading that the way that he tore his ligaments in his knee, it was like more severe than a normal ACL tear. I think he like tore his PCL as well, um, and his penis. Yeah, yeah, he tore his <laughs> dick. 
No. Uh, <laughs> it is more serious. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from this injury. Um, because if I recall, I remember reading something like there was another quarterback that had this injury and they kind of – players potentially aren't the same after they come back from this. And I'll be honest, I really enjoyed watching Joe Burrow last year. You guys know me. I don't like the Cincinnati Bengals. And he made me a fan of watching the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, because he he just he has like that superstar, like he slings the ball and he's got he's got like he's got swag. He's got swagger. That's right. Um and I I, I enjoy watching him play. So hopefully he gets he gets back to, to where he was and he keeps, you know, taking a step, taking the next step uh to being even an even better quarterback. But how good I think we saw last year, how good this team is depends on how good he is. Um, and yeah, I, for me, I'm, I'm going with T Higgins as my, as my MVP as well. Um, you know, he was, a, he was a rookie last year. He put up absolutely stellar numbers, no pun intended. Hmm. Uh, and it was, it, he was kind of one of those players where, you know, you'd be like, you'd be like, Oh shit, that's right. Whenever I played Chris, I'd be like, Oh shit, that's right. He has T Higgins. And then, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're like, ah, oh, T Higgins, who the fuck is that? And then at the end, you're like, oh fuck, T Higgins. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah. Him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> T Higgins I, I, is a funny name. Yeah, it is a funny <laughs> name, too. Um T E E. But I think I would also like to join the the uh anti Joe Mixon bandwagon because I'm on that as well. Hop off. Or should I say hop off the Joe train? Yeah, I'm I'm off. There's only one Joe show in Cincinnati, and that's Joe Burrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are looking to get back to the postseason. Lamar Jackson looking to get back to MVP status. Uh, kind of a di- well, down year by his standards for the insignia that he had the year before in 2019. But things are looking up. Okay. Baltimore Ravens uh, acquired Sammy Watkins. Preseason, he looks like he's the best receiver that they have. He's a lizard king. Uh, yeah. Yep, he is. Yep. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is going to be that dude this year. He's going to be – he's going to be my fancy MVP. I mean, the obvious choice is Lamar, but J.K. Dobbins is going to be my fantasy MVP. My X factor for the Ravens. I want to pick the Lizard King. <laughs> Do it. I, I just can't. Do it. I'm going Hollywood Brown. He's going to be the X factor. He's too. He's got too much explosiveness to him to not be. <sighs> the thing is, we were saying this last year about him. And he fucking stunk. Yeah. Did not live up to any of the hype or expectations. I changed my mind. It's going to be the Lizard King. Lizard King's the X Factor. Fantasy MVP is James Kyle Dobbins. (laughs) I just made that up. I don't know if that's what it's in. I have no idea. I wouldn't believe it. I think it's just kidding, Dobbins. I, I agree. J.K. is going to be the guy. He's going to be a great running back to have. I expect a lot from him. He is my MVP. 
pass catching back, um, which is good for Lamar's dump offs and stuff. Um, yeah, Lamar might vulture some of the touchdowns and stuff, but I think Dobbins will be great. He was great last year while he was kind of splitting the load with, with Gus Edwards. Um, he was a top, he was a number two back. He was number 17 in standard, number 23 in PPR. Um, only playing like at most 60% of the snaps. I think that'll go more in his favor this year. And my X factor is going to be Hollywood Brown because he's talented. He was just, I don't know. I feel like he was maybe just too small of a guy last year. Wasn't able to, to really get, I guess, body his way to the ball. I mean, you know, I guess he's fast, but it just wasn't happening for him. I don't know if he added weight. I want to say it's possible that I heard that. I'm going to check double quick, don't uh, double check quick. But he's going to be my X factor because he does have the talent to be the guy there for the, the wide receiver to have for the Ravens. But because I don't believe in Sammy Watkins for the whole season, we, we might get week one Watkins where he'll just have a really oh, good yeah. game and, and sucker you in. And I'm not just talking about that 140 point game. Last year, he started the year with an 18 point game. And then yeah. the best game he had after that was like 10 points. So we'll probably get that. Don't get suckered in. Uh, Hollywood is going to be my X factor. Uh, it's tough. After last season, he got my hopes down a little bit. Mason? Yes, uh, yeah. Real quick, Hollywood gained 23 pounds this year. He's 180 now. So, so he's slower. Could, he's going to be better, I think. He might be better at like 50-50 balls. So. But he's going to be slower. He'll get bit. off the line. He'll say, fuck out of here. Fuck out, Chief. Push someone out of the way. All right. So, uh, be a slow fuck. <laughs> my, my MVP is going to be J.K. Dobbins as well. Um, you know, I think tre- he's, trending, he's trending upwards from what we saw last year. I think he's clearly the number one in the backfield. Obviously, Gus Edwards, Gus Buzz Edwards. Ooh. And Lamar Jackson will probably take some carries away from him. But I like Dobbins' upside, personally. Uh, however, this ties in to my X Factor, because my X Factor is going to be the Baltimore defense. Uh, you know, last year, they weren't as good as they were the year before. They're still a good defense. They finished, I think, sixth, and they finished fifth in 2019. I believe I could, I could have that backwards. Um, but, but I think they lost some, uh, some big names, uh, in the off season, like they lost, um, God, uh, Judon who signed with the Patriots Ray Lewis. and they lost, they lost Ngakwe, I think. Yeah. Yannick Ngakwe as well. Um, so I think the, the way that the Baltimore Ravens found success is that they would get up on teams early, their defense would hold them in check, and they could kind of stockpile points after that uh, and bleed the clock with their run with their with their very good run game. But we're gonna see if they'll be able to do that again this year. And if they can't, then I think their run game as a whole, including Lamar Jackson, takes a significant hit because what we've seen in the past when Lamar has, is forced to throw the ball and go away from the run, he struggles. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, so if, if their their defense plays a big role in how their offense looks, I feel this year. That's good. 
And last, but certainly not least, the Cleveland Browns. Love them. Cleveland, man. My fantasy MVP, the Cleveland Browns. All right. Going on a long shot, okay? Chubb gets dubs, but I'm kicking it with Kareem. He's my fantasy MVP, Kareem Hunt. I like that. My fantasy X Factor, Odell Beckham Jr. Hey. Coming off a big injury last year. See if he can come back stronger than ever. See if he can kind of enter his way back into that top wide receiver in the league conversation uh, that he had been when he was on the Giants. He's had some struggles with the Browns and Baker. He's had some good games too. I want to see Odell take a step back to where he was. That's, yep. what, I'm, that's what I'm going with. Kareem Hunt, and I'll give you my reasoning for fantasy MVP. I hear a lot of things, and we were talking about this yesterday uh, off the podcast, about with the extended season of 17 games, it's going to be a lot of uh, – I don't know if they're going to implement anything like the NBA does, but like load management, giving players, you know, maybe extended periods of rest. Maybe they're not out there for every single drive. So a guy like Kareem Hunt already splits time with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a beast. Don't get me wrong. Nick Chubb's still, you know, he's going to be one of the top picks, right? Kareem Hunt can do it all, though. Catch passes. He can be out there for four downs. And there's going to be just some drives that are all Kareem Hunt. And I think over a 17-game season, I think Kareem Hunt will do more with his touches. And it's so hard to say that because Chubb just continues to impress. Every time you think he won't do something, he will. But I believe in Kareem Hunt. That's why he's my fantasy MVP. I like it. I'm going to have to go with – with Chubb, I'm sorry. But right. they are both very, very good. Chubb will continue to get dubs. He's just – he is just a spectacular talent. It's unfortunate that he has to split the load with with Kareem Hunt. Not that it's Kareem Hunt's fault. He, he deserves getting touches. But um, Chubb, regardless of Kareem Hunt being there, will get you what you need to get. And I'm going to agree with Odell. I believe that he still has what it takes to be a good fantasy asset. He's had a bad string of luck with injuries, with timing, with the quarterbacks and stuff. Baker Mayfield being young at the time. But I think I think there's still a promise that that he, with Baker, getting a good connection, as long as he's healthy, I think they can really uh, get it going. All right, yeah. Uh, from the top, I'm just going to agree. I'm going to agree with you guys. On, from the top, uh, make it drop. <laughs> what ass P word? Yep. Um, <laughs> Push. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to agree with you guys on Odell. Um, I think that mostly since he's been with the Browns, he's kind of underachieved. Um, and I think that we can all agree that the, that the real, the real, um, like bread and butter of their offense is the run game. Uh, and that's not an indictment on Baker Mayfield. He was pretty good last year. Uh, but I think, you know, OBJ is coming off of that 
uh, ACL injury. I feel like he's got something to prove a little bit. You know, I'm interested to see what he does this year because I feel like in some ways this is kind of a make or break year for him because he's been trending downward for the past few years. You know, and I think off of his reputation alone with the Giants, people were drafting him kind of high over the past few years. But I don't think that'll kind of be the case after this year if he has another clunker, you know. Right. Um, and then I'm going to go as my fantasy MVP. I know I'm I'm fence sitting here, but I'm, I'm going with the backfield in general of <laughs> uh, the Browns between Chubb yeah. and Hunt. I don't think there's a way that you can really that you can really lose uh, per se here because I mean I'm looking at uh, granted Chubb missed four games last year and obviously we know how good he was. I'm looking at Kareem Hunt's rushing stats last year. He played in all 16 games, but he had 841 yards and six TDs as the backup in addition to five receiving touchdowns. So, and another 300 yards there. So, I mean, I don't really think you can go wrong if you pick either of these guys. And also taking into account that they're probably going to have load management due to the 17th game being added potentially, you know, teams are going to want to manage their players a little bit more so they're ready for the playoffs. I think that Kareem Hunt's Hunt's a good pick. as well as Chubb. I think that they're both, you can make an argument for both of those guys. For sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, you could just try to go for the one who was drafted later and you'll probably get a better value that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move to the AFC South as we roll along here. The Houston Texans. Uh, Suck. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, man. I don't know. If he's going to get arrested, I don't know if uh, he's going to get traded. Like, there's just so much going on around him. All I know is <laughs> he's probably going to be there week one, and he's probably still going to ball out as a top five quarterback because he continues to do so. Um, no Will Fuller anymore. No DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, from last year. They got Anthony Miller from the Bears. All right. Not a bad pickup, but. Still got Brandon Cooks, right? Yeah. Don't remind me. Brandon Cooks. People sleep on Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I will continue to sleep on Brandon Cooks. My alarm is not set. He's been a high-end RB, uh, RB, high-end wide receiver two, if not a wide receiver one. Uh, five out of the last six years. Brandon Cook's my X Factor. And my fantasy MVP is going to be Deshaun, man. If he laces him up, puts a helmet on every Sunday, can't go against him. Yep. I'm, I'm going to agree with that 100%. I do have to say the backfield is very sketchy. I'm also- I would have to pick David Johnson if I needed some type of guy. But they have Philip Lindsay. They even have Mark Ingram. They have Rex Burkhead. I, these, are all, these are all guys who are dude, could warrant touches because they're not that bad. I can um, see, I can see someone fucking picking up. Oh, dude, I got, I got David Johnson. I could, oh, like, if I, I, like, the feeling of having one of those guys on my team, and then watching yeah, sure. a game and being like, 
Oh, oh, Steven Johnson out there. Oh, it's Ingram. Oh, it's not Ingram. Oh, it's Burkhead. Oh, it's not Burkhead. Oh, it's fucking Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. Like, uh, and that's for yeah. all four of them. Like, I'm, I'm not dealing with that. I'm steering clear. Give me the wide receivers. Give me Deshaun Watson. Um, Darren Fells. Is he still on the team? Uh, I think so. No, Jordan Atkins, though. Whatever. I'll take him over the fucking running back. <laughs> give me, yeah, give it's me, a dangerous me, team. I'm done. And it, it sucks because the names are there. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, even Burkhead had a pretty good season last year. But I do not. Until someone emerges and is a clear favorite and you can actually see it and rely on it, Week in and week out to be a starting running back in fantasy football. I'm waiting, man. Unless it's a really late round pick, you're able to snag one of them, stow him as a bench spot. Hopefully, he emerges. Get me the fuck away from that backfield. I agree. Yep. Um, as far as my X Factor and MVP go, I'm actually going to go with Deshaun Watson for both. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Gonna make the executive call and say we can. Is it because you don't want to pick Brandon Cooks as MVP? No, no, that's not why. I'm not that petty. And yes, I am, but no, that's not why. <laughs> that's not why. Uh so obviously, like you said, Glenn, I think anytime that Deshaun Watson goes out on the field, he's on that team, he's the best guy there. Uh, and I think you know, we saw last year, I, I even last year, I don't really think that you look at that team and you're like, oh wow, they have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, but Deshaun Watson was still really good. Um, and the reason why he's my X factor is because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Is he going to be playing games? Is he going to put on the, uh, get put on the commissioner's exempt list or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we don't know what's going to happen with that whole situation. So depending that, I mean, yeah, I would like to draft him like, yes, a hundred percent. But at the same time, you don't know what's going to happen there. It could be one of those things where in the middle of the season, boom, your quarterback's gone because he he got like some stuff came out about the case against him and now he can't play anymore. So I think you're taking a significant risk there. I think you're taking a risk anyway because the Texans fucking suck. Uh, but yeah, Sean Watson, man, got to got to see what happens there. Lots of red flags. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Ready to give your MVP and X Factor season? Yeah, yeah, I I went with you. I oh, agree Brandon with Cooks, you. That's right. Um, the Indianapolis Colts coming off a great year last season, uh, but falling short in the playoffs. No longer have Philip Rivers. He retired, but they traded for Carson Wentz, who is now injured. <laughs> and uh, yep. yeah, well. I'm not going to say who would have saw that coming, but who would have saw that coming? <laughs> you always have to get foot surgery. Could set him out between five and 12 weeks. That's a fucking timetable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, give or take uh, six months. <laughs> right, like what? <laughs> um, I like the Colts. I think they're going to be better. I think Jonathan Taylor is actually going to be the man, even though Marlon Mack is back. It's the return of the Mac. I like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. 
But unfortunately, with the absence of Carson Wentz for whoever knows how long, that could affect him and the other wide receivers like T.Y. Hilton, who re-signed on a one-year deal. To start, it's going to be a big running game. Defense is going to be great again, like it was last year. Um, when Carson Wentz does come back, you got to think the receivers will have some value to him. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Putman Jr. Um, they still have uh, – who's the tight end? Mahalali Cox. Yeah, Mahali Jack Doyle. Cox. Jack Doyle. Doyle. Um, yeah, we'll turn into whatever. But, no, it's going to be – the fantasy MVP is going to be Jonathan Taylor. The X Factor, I want to say Michael Pittman Jr. I'm actually going to go with Marlon Mack. He could be an X Factor if he performs in the touches that he gets and cuts into Jonathan Taylor's workload. It could be like a thing where it's a two-headed monster. Like I said, 17-game season, workload, you don't know. I like Jonathan Taylor. I feel comfortable about him. But you got to figure Marlon Mack's in the background. And if he can perform well, He's going to have to get some touches. If he doesn't perform well, it's going to be all systems go for Jonathan Taylor. I, The whole team downgrades with the loss of Wentz. Uh, we're not even 100% sure what they're going to do yet. They have Brett Hundley. Yeah, they have Jacob Eason, I guess. I don't know if they're going to try to get anyone else, but it's not looking good, especially if Carson Wentz is going to miss like half the season um, the, the defenses are probably going to focus more on Taylor because they don't trust the quarterback to beat them with the wide receivers. So that's unfortunate. He's still a good, a good running back to have, but um, his upside might be capped as a result. So he's still going to be my MVP, Jonathan Taylor, but the X factor is going to be whatever the hell quarterback. Well, let's just say it's Carson Wentz because he needs to come back soon. It needs to be the five week, not the 12 week. Uh, end of the spectrum because if he does come back and he plays well then this team can really i say step up a notch from when philip rivers was there um at least just a little bit so that's good news for Pittman and, and ty even so i guess get well soon carson yeah i uh i agree carson wentz is definitely the x factor for me um i think that you know, we saw it when Frank Reich was in Philadelphia. He was the offensive coordinator uh, that really pushed Carson Wentz and made him the best that he was, uh, you know, up. Well, I mean, the best that he's been in his career. That was when he had Frank Reich as his OC. So I think them reuniting um, hopefully will, you know, kind of spark Carson Wentz, make him a good quarterback again. And if that does uh, look out, I think, like you said, Suze, I think they can take the next step, potentially make a little bit of noise in the AFC, especially with that defense. Um, and then for my MVP for the team, it's, it's Taylor. I think that, you know, he's just such a, such a good running back. Um, and he's going to get you, he's going to get you points every week. Uh, you know, I think that he can, he could be a consistent RB1 type of guy. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who um, Thanks for Trevor. They got their guy. 
quarterback of the future, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Um, but Gardner Minshew ain't going down without a fight, apparently. Did you hear his quote that he said when he was no. preparing for uh, training camp and any possible quarterback competition? He said, I want to say something on the lines like, I haven't taken a shit in weeks because number two isn't an option. Oh, my God. I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Minshew now. Um, That's funny. The Jaguars, the emergence of James Robinson last year. Still got DJ Chark. My my MVP. Oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying it's going to be James Robinson. My MVP is going to be James Robinson. My X factor is going to be the quarterback situation. If they go with Trevor Lawrence right off the back, he's going to be the X factor. The team's going to go as he goes as far as wide receivers performing. That includes DJ Chark and all the other guys. Gardner Minshew. We've already seen what we can get from him, but. If he plays well, he plays well. He's going to be the X factor. So whoever starts a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars is my X factor. MVP is James Robinson. I don't see why he can't duplicate what he did in 2020 with that same crap-ass team. <laughs> uh, we cannot forget they drafted a running back, Travis Etienne. Etienne? Etienne is not an acronym. It's E-T-I-E-N-N-E. So the letter E. The letter T and the letter N. No, the letters I E N N E. <laughs> um, they yeah, they drafted him, rookie running back. I don't think James Robinson is going to be the the guy anymore. This guy. Why wouldn't it be? Because he was just kind of a like they they needed him at the time. They don't still need him. You're going to tell me the team was worse without him. I mean, well, they better without him. him. They didn't spend a, a 25th overall pick on a running back if they needed James Robinson. This guy is, uh, here's the news, lining up at running back and wide receiver and run in uh, minicap here. I think he's going to be a, a very versatile guy, even if he's like kind of like how David Johnson would line up as wide receiver sometimes. I think he could be something like that, where he's just like going to get touches all around. So you're comparing um, ETN to David Johnson. Cardinals prime David Johnson in terms of the role that he's going to have. I think he could. So he's going to get over 300 touches? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but I got to wait to see to believe it. I'm sick with James Robinson. Tried and true. Tried and true. Pride I'm going to go with That's... Travis as my, my MVP. I'm going with Travis. ETN. ETN. Not three letters. My X Factor. ETN. Get this. It's going to be Marvin Jones. They got He's Marvin the Jones. Oh, He's on the team. They got LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark still, but they got Marvin Jones. He has been a top 25 wide receiver the past two years. And this last year, top 20, depending on what, uh, depending on your scoring system. He was 14th in standard, uh, 18th in PPR last year. I think he has what it takes. He can get touchdowns. That's what he was doing last year. Nine touchdowns last year. Um, and I think he could be a big help to this team. I don't quite believe in DJ Chark as much anymore. 
I think Marvin Jones can can be a good addition. I mean, it's a shot in the dark with him, obviously, but that's why he's my X factor. Because you're not going to get him early. You can get him really late, and yet he could be a serviceable flex week in and week out. I look up the young guy. Do it. All right. So um, I'm going to go with uh, Lawrence as my X factor. I think that he's probably going to get the job personally. Um, and then we'll see what happens. Does he go down as another first round, uh, first overall pick bust that fizzles out after a few years? Does he look like he's NFL ready? Um, you know, cause I mean, that that's a, a big deal. Cause I mean, look, last year we saw the wide receivers put up okay numbers. Um, but yeah, I think if you don't, if you have a guy who can't throw you the ball, then I mean, what are we doing? You know? So he's my X factor. And then yep. my MVP. <clears throat> hey, you say gonna... ETN, I'm going to slap you. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'm going with DJ Chark Zone, bro. My man, my man needs to take a step. Got to do it. He's shown flashes of being he could potentially be an elite receiver. You gotta string it together though. There's no excuses, especially if Trevor Lawrence looks like he's the guy. There's no excuses. You have to take that next step. There is another now. There is another like definitive guy in Marvin Jones that needs to be covered. So I think before you kind of make the argument, well, it's kind of hard for DJ Chark to get separation, you know, the teams just had to really focus on him. Not any longer. Marvin Jones is a proven veteran wide receiver who can put up numbers if you leave him open. So they're going to have to focus on him. This is DJ Chark's time, in my opinion. All right. We still have another one in this uh, division? Yep. Last but not least, it's the uh, Tennessee Titans. Oh. I make the Tennessee Titans. exciting nowadays. I make Tennessee Titans short and sweet. Eric Henry's a fancy MVP. The X Factor is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Agreed. I agree, except my X Factor is going to be Julio. Julio Jones, welcome to the Titans. 32 years old, you motherfucker. Wow, I forgot. I forgot. He had his first bad year since 2014, and that's only because I drafted him in the first round. So this year is going to be different. He's probably going to be back to him old self. No, no one will. He's going like fourth round or so. Um, it's it's pretty damn it's a damn shame. Seriously, top ten wide receiver for one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row. I draft from first round. He finishes a wide receiver fifty three. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I will continue to to claim or to to talk about my first round curse. Um, but yeah, Derrick Henry is the MVP far and away. But I think Julio, he's still talented. You know, he had one bad year. Obviously, he's older, so this could be the end of him. But um, he, but he's no longer the one. Got A.J. Brown there. So Julio, as a sneaky wide receiver, two on that team, could very well get the targets and, and have a pretty good year. And where are you going to draft him? 
he could he could be very good for your team. Um, yeah, Julio's on the team. <laughs> Gotta see it yeah, to believe it. That, that, that's why I said Ryan Tannehill as um, the X Factor. I've only seen Julio with Matt Ryan. Could be a completely different ballgame. Could be him at the end of his career, not trying as hard, leaving all the hard work for AJ Brown. AJ Brown's still gonna ball out because we've seen what he can do at Ryan Tannehill. Um, but X Factor's gonna continue to be Tannehill if he can get everybody involved. I mean, obviously, Julio's an upgrade for Corey Davis, so he's got the weapons. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm ready for Tennessee. Tighten up! Whoa. Let's go. Tighten up, baby. Um, and last but not least, the last division we'll preview this week is the AFC West. Let's start. West. With the Los Angeles Chargers. Do it. Fantasy MVP is going to be Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. You sure about that? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? It's going to be Herbert. My X Factor. It's going to be... People just thought the podcast paused or their phone stopped or they're about to get a phone call or something. Yeah, I like when that happens when I'm listening to podcasts and I'm like, oh, after it makes me stop, look at my phone, be like, yeah. oh, no, it's still playing. They just paused. It's going to be Austin Eckler. Yeah, the X Factor? The X Factor. Oh, no, my, my friend. Oh, well, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. He's, he's gonna be the MVP. Nah, I know it's hard to believe in him because just a little cracker shit who only just out of nowhere, I guess last um, 2019 was top 10, and then last year he got hurt, missed like a good chunk of the season in the middle, so he didn't quite continue that that impressive season we saw two years ago. But he was injured, like I just said, and I think he's gonna be getting those receptions and, and the touches. I just as long as he's healthy, of course, he's going to be a top 10 guy. I really strongly believe that. And if you're in any type of PPR format, he's going to be that much better. My X factor will be Keenan Allen. Uh, Just because he's kind of, he's getting older. He's losing a bit of his lust. He once was top five and he was top 10. Now all of a sudden he's top 20. Is he going to keep downtrending? Will he? Come back. I mean, he's not over a thousand yards anymore. Just missed it this year, first time in four years. Um, will he snap back and be a, a really good wide receiver? Well, you can find out. I, I think he can. Uh, so for me, I am going to put Austin Eckler as my X factor. Um, I think if he can stay healthy, uh, I think he has you know the toolkit. That makes him one of those dual threat running backs that we that we've seen that are very good, uh, like not <clears throat> obviously in the same skill level, but you know like Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook, you know David those Johnson guys. Prime. Yeah, David Johnson is prime. David Johnson the year before I drafted him, um, and uh, the yeah. year before I yeah <laughs> the year before I drafted it was all downhill from there. Sorry, David. Uh, 
So if, if he can stay healthy, I think he has the chance to really break out, especially with Justin Herbert. Now he can sling the ball. So, I mean, you got to cover a lot of different things there, but that leads to my next thing. Justin Herbert is my fantasy MVP for the chargers. I think if he keeps what he did, keeps up what he did last year, uh, this year, I think that you're automatically looking at that guy and you're being like, well, now I got someone once again, like a Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, where you look at that guy and you say, man, that guy can consistently give me 20 to 25 a week at the least. I don't have to worry about that position except for when I have a buy, you know? Yeah. Give it up for Herbert. Wasn't even the week one starter. First year in the NFL, top 10 quarterback. Good year. Exactly. I forgot about that. Um, Denver Broncos. The Broncos. The return of Cortland Sutton. Got to be Stanton Sutton. He's going to be my X Factor. (sighs) Teddy Bridgewater, by the way. No. I know, and this is, this is kind of hard to choose. It sounds like it's just a competition between him and Locke. Nothing really uh, sticking out, standing out. I mean, no decisions made. We have no idea who the starter will be yet. All right, I'm going on a limb here. Okay. My X Factor is going to be Colin Sutton. My MVP for the Denver Broncos. Noah Fant. Whoa. Hell yeah, Glenn. Hell yeah. He is fantastic. Oh, nice. God. Nice. Yep. Jeez. (laughs) Um, Are you all set now? That's all I'll go. I'll go with my MVP is going to be Melvin Gordon. I know. He seems to have lost his lust as well. He moved to the Broncos with Philip Lindsay. It was a, it was a shit show of like, who's going to be the guy? Because Lindsay was looking great, but now Melvin Gordon's there. They both got touches. Melvin Gordon finished as the running back 14. That's not bad. He yeah. had a lot of shitty games, like five points, four points, four points, four points again, eight points. But he also had some some very good games. I think it was most it was mostly touchdown dependent. He'd get like these one yard rushes. He'd be like, oh, there you go. He salvages his fantasy day. But Philip Lindsay's gone. Remember, he's on the Texans. Oh yeah, he's gone. They got Mike Boone, Royce yeah. Freeman. They Mike don't have Boone. anyone really significant to challenge Gordon. And the reports so far are that Gordon is the leader in the clubhouse to head the backfield. Um, and now Lindsay's not there. That really was his only competition. So I think he's going to upgrade this year. But at the same time, I don't think people are catching on to this. I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. He's older. He's not as sexy as he used to be. But Sexy? Sexy. It's not a sexy pick, attractive pick. Little, but I think he'll live up sus. to the hype. Um, the hype that I'm giving him, at least. Cortland Sutton will be my X Factor because I believe he is a talented wide receiver. Really sucks that he got fucked over last year due to injury. But if he comes back ready to go for week one or early in the season, at least, then I think he can be the wide receiver one there. You know what they say? 
or you know Michael Jackson once said, "You want to be starting Sutton." Jesus, Mason, it's true. Um, so my uh, MVP is going to be Noah Fant as well. Uh, hey, I just think he—he's fantastic. He—he he, he is. He's fantastic, uh, especially in that offense. Um, and then my X factor is going to be is going to be Melvin Gordon because. I want to see how that backfield looks because they were low key pretty okay last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they are this year, especially without Philip Lindsay, like Sousa said, do they, do they give those touches from Lindsay to Royce Freeman now? Uh, because, you know, they've been blowing smoke up our asses about Royce Freeman. <laughs> I feel like for a while. Um, yeah. So we can see how that goes. But, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that backfield looks, for sure. Um, let's move to the Raiders. Wait, wait, wait. But they're the Las Vegas Raiders now. Vegas Raiders. Which I don't know if you guys saw the reports. Apparently, in one of the end zones, they have like a sixty thousand square foot uh, nightclub. What? Yeah, like in one, you know, like like <laughs> one of the end behind one of the end zones, they have like a three floor nightclub or something. A nightclub? Yeah, a nightclub. So, what? <laughs> can you just go to the nightclub without actually paying tickets for the football game, and just go to the club? <laughs> what if someone's in there? They're just like. Stop this. I'm trying to watch the Raiders. Don't cry, Tommy. Who thought that was a necessary purchase to make for that stadium? Like, let's invest most likely millions of dollars into a dance club in a football stadium. Don't cry, Tommy. You're going to see freaking, uh, what's his name? The head coach up there during the game. John Gruden. He'll be up there. I'll cut to the sideline looking for him. The camera will be shifting left and right. He's not there. All of a sudden, he zooms upstairs to the club and he's. It just shows. shows (laughs) Because I tell you what, man, this nightclub, something else. (laughs) (laughs) The fantasy MVP. It's going to be. Just like throwing up. Wheels have fallen off. The Raiders MVP, if I can get through this segment, is gonna be. uh, (laughs) You need me to go? (laughs) Glenn's tapping out. I don't know. They suck. Darren Waller. Uh. Eh, he says. Uh, then they drafted the running number back two home. tight end. Eh. Uh, Thousand yards, nine touchdowns. Eh. Uh, Come on. No, I mean, like, more like twelve hundred yards, actually. I'll go. I'll go. Darren Waller as the MVP. X factor is going to be. Oh, I hate to say it. It's going to be Kenyon Drake. Oh. That's who they got. That's right. He's gonna you don't be believe in Josh Jacobs? No. No. But I don't believe in Kenny Drake either. That's why he's my X-Factor. He's going to be really good or he's going to be really bad. 
That'll help out Josh Jacobs. I mean, Ruggs is also a contender, but you got to go with Kenyon Drake and see how that backfield pans out. Yeah, they got Drake. They also got John Brown. We mentioned that earlier. Um, my MVP is Waller. He is the safest option. And he's going to be good. He's going to be great. Top five last two years. Number two last year. Um, and they don't – I mean, they got John Brown, but Waller is the best receiving option they have. No one's really proven themselves yet. They got Ruggs, Brian Edwards, both rookies last year, and then now John Brown. So, so Tyrell Williams? Um, no. Tyrell is gone. I don't know where he is. I'm just looking at the depth chart for the Raiders. Okay. But um, the Kenyon Drake's a problem. I don't know how to – I own Josh Jacobs in a dynasty league. I am positive that Jacobs will still be the main guy. But Kenyon Drake will warrant touches. He's not bad. Um, but, I mean, he also had the lead role in Arizona. And he didn't really impress. I owned him. Mason owned him at one point. And I think we can both say that he never wowed us. Mm. at all as the lead guy and then chase Edmonds would like take over and look better than him i don't know i feel like josh jacobs role is safe um but it is a little he has to step, take a little bit of a step back he was rb8 last year so maybe he's outside the top 10 this year maybe depends how Kenyon drake does so my x my x factor will also be Kenyon drake for that reason you got me um <clears throat> yes Guess what? I'm copying you too. Oh, yeah. no. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that is not appealing. <laughs> I'm hoping that someone's like in like a drive-thru with their windows down listening to this. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that a stoplight? Yeah, I'll have a number. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say a number eight? No, I said a number. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> number eight. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Darren Waller's my MVP. Like, he's the most, he's the safest option. He's all, he, he's been nasty. Okay. And then X Factor. Yeah, I guess, I guess Kenyon Drake. I feel like you can go kind of with, with anyone on their offense. I feel like they need someone to emerge, uh, to compliment Darren Waller. So he's not the only person out there that's, that's a threat, you know? Yeah, correct. Cool. That's the Raiders. Now we move on to the Chiefs. The oh, best shit. for last. Not the best losers for last. Oh, Sorry. man. Um, fancy MVP is going to be Travis Kelsey. He is the most consistent player in fantasy football and has been for the past fucking however long he's been in the league. 2016. Yep. Uh, tied one, 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 one. Yep, 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 yep. Fancy MVP, Travis Kelsey. The X Factor for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be Clyde. Clyde. It's going to be Clyde. We know that we know the passing game's there. It's going to be your Reeks. It's going to be your Kelsey's. Mahomes going to put up numbers. Couple other guys gonna catch some touchdowns like Hardman, whatever. I know they want to mold Hardman to be in a wide receiver too. Sammy Watkins ain't there anymore. It doesn't matter. It's Pat Mahomes. He's gonna find anybody. As long as you got a Kansas City Chiefs helmet on, he's gonna find you. But the running game, we expected big things from Clyde last year, and he had a few good games, but he wasn't what the hype was around him. 
You know, we, we were yep. expecting him to be bona fide top 10. He wasn't. He was RB2 outside the top 20. Right. I need Clyde to get his stock up. I need him to get his weight up, young man. Step up, Clyde. I agree. I agree. They had, didn't they have Le'Veon Bell back there at some point? Yep. They had Le'Veon Bell, Shady McCoy. No, no, Shady McCoy went to the Bucks. Yeah, I was, I was going to say McCoy too. Um, that was the year before they had Shady McCoy. Yeah, Clyde started off hot, opening, I think it was the very first game of the year too. 138 yards, one touchdown, 20 points. It was great. And then it was pretty much downhill from there, like 10 points on average a week. And, um, but you got to trust the team. They're going to move the ball. He's going to get opportunities. Um, I would not be mad about having him as my RB2 at all. I think he will step up a bit, but he is an X factor because he could be more of the same, in which case you might be disappointed. And MVP, Tyreek's a good candidate, but you got to go with Kelsey because he is Mr. Consistent. And he is, you can draft him first round. I even, see him going before any wide receivers in in mock drafts so draft him first overall pick i I would not and i have not seen that either i'll do it okay nice (laughs) nice um yeah i'm I'm going with my x factor is Clyde as well uh i think like you guys said they have the passing offense they just need the run if the run game gets going then their offense is borderline unstoppable at that point. Um, And then for my MVP, I'm going with Mahomes. Uh, You know, I think that offense goes through him. And as long as he's the one slinging the ball, I don't, I honestly don't really think it matters who the hell he's throwing the ball to because he's that good and he just makes plays. Yeah. Except in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Except in the Super Bowl. (laughs) You talk about having a quarterback that's going to get you 20 plus points every single week. Mahomes is that guy. He is the guy for that. You're not that guy, Bill. You're not that guy. Right. Uh, we didn't predict who was going to win the division for all the other ones. Uh, the Chiefs are going to win this division. Agreed? Yep. yep. Yes. The AFC South, going with the Tennessee Titans. Yep, Titans. Same. And the AFC North, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Browns, too. I like that pick. I got to disagree. I got to disagree somewhere, and it's going to be here. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Oh. I was going to pick the Ravens, but I believe out in Cleveland too much. The fact that you picked the Steelers, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, we're getting back in the swing of things here on the Stella Soda Podcast. So that was the first episode of this season. 2021 is on the horizon. We're getting ready. Like I said, we'll roll out some more preseason episodes as we continue to get ready for week one, give our rankings, finish the preseason previews of each team. You can follow us on the Twitter. I think it's Stellar underscore pod, at Stellar underscore pod. Let me take a gander. And on Instagram, it's at Stellar Seller pod. We are on iTunes and Spotify, SoundCloud too, for that matter. Um, we're still waiting for Mason to make a snapshot. Every time it comes up, 
but now we might convert to TikTok. So if Mason, you want to get started on that TikTok. Yeah, I can I can uh, try and get it going. All right, good. Um, but that'll do you. We're we got a season filled with good stuff. So a lot of sizzling hot takes coming up, a lot of stellar stars. Uh we gotta give out, I mean, the sponsors are huge, just off the chain. Uh, I was talking to Ready Rumble Vibrators earlier this week. And they want to give out a special vibrator to uh, the biggest fan of the Stellar Seller podcast. So one lucky fan will win a ready-to-rumble vibrator. It's just a wow. matter of who. You got to show off your fandom. You got to tweet at us. You got to listen to the podcast. You got to give us that five-star review wherever you're at. And you just might win a ready-to-rumble vibrator for free. Right? That's a good deal. It's a great deal. I know. And it's a great deal for, you know, Christmas. If you want to give your sister it, or maybe you want to save up for Mother's Day, or um, it's just one of those gifts that just keeps on giving. Literally. Uh, shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anything love else, it. guys? What? So I love it. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? Nope. Uh, no. Go get vaccinated. Yeah, go get vaccinated so we can all attend the Raiders nightclub. <laughs> don't grind yes. on me. I'm trying to watch the game. All right. Don't grind Raiders. on me. Raiders. Raiders. Uh, see you guys next week. And guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.